Oh, that, that was kind of quiet. Okay, <laughs> what if we get the, the, the very edge? <laughs> we're too shaky. <laughs> I feel like we're playing bumper cars. It's like cops, like dink, 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 dink. dink. <laughs> Hopefully, one of those came through. If you heard all of them, if then... not, here, clean. <laughs> Close enough. It makes me think of the last time we were up in Gatlinburg, mm-hmm. um, and. I always feel bad doing bumper cars. Uh, was this when we were all together? I or think so. I may be also conflating with go-karts, which oh. some of our group also treated like bumper cars. Yeah, yeah. I did not ride when all of the um, <laughs> husbands in our group decided to go do that. I, I, know, like, I, no. I did, but I was like, go ahead and pass me. I'm not going to fight it. Um, it's yeah, fine. I Plus, firmly I believe really slow in the cart. brake. Yeah, there's always one. They do not understand. Like, It's like the brake does not exist for them. It's just yeah. like, pedal to the floor the entire Which, time. if you have the slow cart, you can do. <laughs> but not when you get the fast cart. No. But I was when really it, scared we were going to get kicked cars, out. <laughs> yeah. I was real I'm always feel really bad with bumper cars even though the whole purpose of bumper cars oh, know, but is to bump when you into hit people. a little kid and you're yeah, like and they're like are you oh, okay and they're and it like looks like they get <laughs> that or they get whiplash and they're like I didn't want to be here anyway. It's like you're too tiny. <laughs> do you meet the height requirement? I don't think you do. <laughs> Did oh. we say welcome? No. Welcome. That's Caitlin. Keeping. I'm Caitlin. <laughs> and we said that at the same time. We they did. know us they by know now. Us it's by fine. now. It's fine. This is our December Midnight Poppy Land episode. Yes. Can you believe we have been doing this in September? I know. I was looking at how many episodes we had out, and I remember what what podcast was that I was listening to. Um, <clears throat> I think it was Teachers Talk Crime. They saw some statistic about how most podcasts don't last thirty episodes. But we're getting pretty close to 20, and I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, like, 16, but we've mm-hmm. um, recorded a few yeah. future ones ahead of I this. Think so I think we did 17 at like 18. and 18. Yeah. Yeah. So we're almost at 20. I'm really proud of us. We're getting there. Yeah. Hey, we might beat statistics. Look at us go. Look at us. Who says they have to define you? <laughs> Not us. <laughs> at least podcast ones. Yeah. It's Maybe fine. other statistics. Yeah, maybe. What? Yes. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, my brain immediately went to like how curly hair reacts to things because oh. I have curly hair and it's like that's fair. My, my hair, hair is going to poof one hundred percent when it's humid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no beating that statistic. There's no, no amount of curl cream that will avoid that. I, I will look that. like Mufasa. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to. Learn. I mean, my hair has always been on the frizzy side. But I think really since, like, graduating college, my hair started turning curly. Got more of a wave now, yeah. Yeah, this morning, especially, like, as the day goes on, it just, it gets, like, wavy as opposed to curly. But when I first wake up in the morning, like, I have some curls, and I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. I remember calling <laughs> you or texting one day, I was like, how do I deal with my hair? <laughs> this is not, like, Caitlin's level Moisturize. curly, but, Yeah. So my dad had wavy hair, and uh, it's, like, now hardcore showing up in the genetics. Mm. It just Sometimes took, it know, does hit later. 25 years to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it does hit later, though. Like, I guess it depends on, like, I guess, because, I mean, it can connect to, like, hormone levels, too. Oh, yeah. So when my dad was of... a baby, he had blonde ringlets, and then mm. he got a little older, and it turned red and wavy, 
and then he got older and then it was like brown with just a little bit of a wave mm -hmm. and then when my middle sister was little she had much blonder hair and it was much more curly and now it's browner and wavier and now my hair is actually the same amount of wavy as hers is ah. which is crazy she just strains her all the time though that's too tiring. Um, yeah, I don't have the time or patience. No. I have too much hair, too. Yeah, your hair's really thick. I get, like, the bottom half done, and I'm like, oh, my arms hurt. And then I'm like, and it was the bottom half. You can't <laughs> even see the fruits of my labor. <laughs> and it's like, I've heard stories of women while they're pregnant. Like, if mm -hmm. they had curly hair, yeah. their hair going stick straight. Or the yeah. opposite happening. Yeah. And when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was like, please, Lord, please. <laughs> I, that's half my identity, Lord. I don't know who I am. And then she came out with ringlets, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't so, come out with them, but they, yeah. she's grown into them. Yeah, they're she's, there now. she's had the curls. She's got the curls. She's and they're the, the cutest little thing. But we, um, the other singing night. singing the corn song. <laughs> it's curls. <laughs> but, uh, um, the other night uh, we were giving her a bath. Mm -hmm. And I had to run to the bathroom, so I told my husband, I said, Come keep an eye on her. We yeah. don't ever let the water get deep anyways, yeah. but I'm not going to leave her unsupervised yeah, in a tub yeah. of water. So She's only two. Yeah. So I was like, hey, can you come keep an eyeball on her? I've got to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I ran to go to the bathroom, um, I had left conditioner in her hair because mm -hmm. I always leave it to kind of soak in the hair before you rinse the majority yeah. of it out. Did he well, rinse it out? <laughs> no. Oh. So I wasn't even in the bathroom that long. Yeah. And I go back, and I see her running around her diaper. I said, you already got her out? He said, yeah. I said, did you rinse her hair? No. I said, well, she's going to have some heavy hair because she had conditioner in it. Uh -huh. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe because he's a guy. He didn't see, like, you can clearly see yeah. there's conditioner in it. Unless she mm -hmm. did the thing where sometimes she'll, like, lay flat in the water on oh, her back and kind of yeah. look at you like, I'm in the water. <laughs> and then she'll sit up, and so she kind of yeah. rinses her hair herself that way a little bit. So maybe It is harder happened. to get conditioner out, too, especially with, like, both of our husbands have shorter hair, and so mm -hmm. I'm sure they're just See, like, I just pour the water thing over yeah. her hair a couple of times. I don't really run my fingers through it. Mm -hmm. I just let it run over it because I always leave. I don't buy leave-in conditioner. It's a yeah. scam. I just get a little bit of conditioner, like yeah. a little bit, mm -hmm. like probably a dime size, and just yeah. run it through my hair before I get out, and that's my leave-in, because I've left in the conditioner. Yeah. Which you know, makes sense. I'm not going to buy a separate bottle that's another 7 <laughs> to $10 that's a small tube Yeah. F to accomplish the same purpose, which I am getting a lot of my conditioner. I do need to buy some more. But every time I find something that works, what do you know? Those shelves Walmart. The shelf's Walmart. The shelf's, the shelf's empty at yeah. Walmart. Because yeah. that's what happened recently. And I was Never like, fails. Every time. I've got to get some before we leave for Thanksgiving stuff this week. Because yeah. even though this is posting in December, this is the week of Thanksgiving Yay, for us. Yay, Thanksgiving. Hope hope for you had all a our good American one. listeners. Yes. If you celebrate it, we hope you had a good one. <laughs> the week before the Christmas. <laughs> I know, yeah. We hope you have enjoyed your holidays. I texted Jennifer the, the other day. I was like, you realize we have not mentioned any holiday. Yeah, we haven't. On the podcast to be like, no. Hey, happy Halloween. It's because we record so hey. early. We don't even think about it. Right. And then we're like, it's fine. Oh, yeah. We should have mentioned that. And Whoops. then we don't. We never do. But yeah. it's cool. It's but anyways, what... Are we drinking? Okay, good. I'm glad that thing. you were on the same page. Yes. So I bought a new type of tea when I went to the store the other day because I can't walk by tea and not look. So it's yep. the Celestial Seasonings. 
see. Yes, yes, I'm trying to read the tiny print. And it's a cinnamon oat tea with probiotics. And prebiotics. <laughs> and prebiotics, I feel. All the biotics. I feel old that we're drinking oat tea with pro and prebiotics. But it was really good. It's really good. I'm impressed with my, like, 3 to $4 tea. It was cheaper than the other teas. Huh. I was so impressed. Well, I've noticed because... Normally, Celestial Seasonings, like, it's a telltale box. You can yeah. tell that's that, that brand. Yeah, but it looks But this different. box looked different. It, it, it had, like, cool branding, which is why mm -hmm. I stopped to look at it. I was like, Yeah, help. I wouldn't have. <laughs> good help. I know. I'm almost 30. That's important. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Fiber. <laughs> Heal my gut. <laughs> but, I mean, it's cinnamony, so it is kind yeah. of Christmassy. Yes. Kind and of. the the oat in there, so, like, the box said it was a creamy type of tea and I was like that's a gimmick like tea is just water <laughs> yeah but it is actually kind of creamy it somehow. probably is the oat I, I think know, it like, is like it's oat like if you think the about one oatmeal. time I tried to make oatmeal yeah I mean oat milk oh <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make it once to see because I was curious about making it just mm -hmm. to see if I could yeah it's too labor intensive oh, to I not just yeah, buy the thing at the store buy, yeah but also it was basically cloudy water. And I was like, this uh, does not taste like the oat milk from the store. Yeah. So I just dumped the rest of it out. And I was like, well, that was there a waste go. of some steel cut oats. But oh, well. <laughs> well. You can just make some cookies with them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Priorities. I, a couple Thanksgivings ago, because when you're over at the house Tuesday, I oh, have yes, several yes. cookie recipes. I'm, I'm going so to. excited. There's one that's gingerbread. Ooh. There's one that's like, if you've ever heard of like using um, cake mix and a can of pumpkin. And you mix oh, it. I've never heard it with pumpkin before. Oh, yes. Our friend are, used mm -hmm. to do the devil's food cake because yeah. apparently it's Weight Watcher friendly. You get like one point or something. Yes. Yeah. It's really good though. Yeah. They're I used to really make that good. in college in my, when I was living in my apartment. And my husband thinks it's like weird and gross because he can't get past. It is a weird. It's not quite a cookie texture. texture. Yeah, he can't get past that part. And once I told him it had like canned pumpkin in it. It, once he knows what's in things, you just it's a turn off. Them. Yeah, no, I have to just not tell him any, anymore. We're like, it's got good food and it. it's good for you. It's fibrous. It'll yeah. help. It'll help your. It'll so help I, your gut health. Because yes, he's over thirty. <laughs> so I I made that cornbread the other day from our chili co cook off at work, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, you got I, the recipe. <laughs> Yeah, our, our co-worker sent it to me early. He's like, I knew you were asking about it. I have it on my phone. I'll email it to you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really good, but it has, it's just like the box of cornbread mix, like Jiffy. Mm -hmm. A can of creamed corn, can of normal corn, sour cream, and then like two eggs. So it was really easy. Oh, wow. um, and you it just dump it all. good. Yeah. So I made it. The hard thing is, is it has to bake for like 45 minutes. I had to bake it longer. So it's maybe like uh... 50 minutes. Um, and I told my husband what was in it. I was like, maybe I shouldn't have, because he doesn't like cream corn, and he's not a big, like, just canned corn person. It's corn, big love with knobs. Um, <laughs> so I made the mistake of telling him, and but he actually really liked it. He was like, oh, good. this might be the only way you can get me to eat corn. <laughs> See, I was like, when? The only way I will eat corn is yeah. in, like, a corn casserole like that, mm -hmm. or corn on the cob. If you take the corn off of the cob and put it like you know how they yeah. give it to you at school yeah or like if you get i i do not like corn that way and See, i do not know I why it but it up. disgusts me but i will eat it just fine off of yeah. the corn off of the cob I we did I a lot know. of like frozen vegetables like steamed my mom steamed mm. all of her vegetables growing up yeah my mom did too and i'm not a fan but I will say steamed frozen corn is still better than canned corn. There's just something mm. about canned corn that's... Probably because the frozen, yeah. a lot of times it's better to get, especially like if 
you're doing smoothies and whatnot, it's yeah. better to get the frozen because they're picked at full ripeness and then and frozen. And it's technically better for you, and I mm -hmm. think that's why my mom did it, because it, it's technically healthier. See, but... our steamed broccoli was not, because my mom no. covered that up in butter. Oh, my mom butter and the, salt. the only way mm -hmm. I would eat it is if she would put that, like, nasty square of American cheese on top. <laughs> I would not eat it. I think I just, you like, need the plastic all the cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all my sister would eat. She hated all other types of cheese, so we always See, had the that only nasty cheese we had growing up. Yeah. But I think it's because it was the cheap cheese. That makes a lot of sense. But now that yeah. I'm grown and we buy, like, because we shop at Aldi, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, the cost levels are to about the same. I just suck it up and buy the good cheese. We just, <laughs> Not like we get, like, fancy the, cheese, but, mm -hmm. like, better yeah, we just get the other, like, the actual cheddar mm. or the oh, actual provolone. Oh, Colby mm, Jack. Colby Jack. Jack. Yes. That's what I make all my quesadillas with. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to separate out the summary. I'm going to go through the first three, episodes 56 through 58, because that is the end of season one. Woo! And I'll take a like a two-second, and then we'll go to the next two. <laughs> because it's MPL, so it's a lot. So much detail. Yes. And right. go. Oh, my brain, like. <laughs> you like, spaced out buffered. there for a second. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so. Poppy catches on that someone roofied her drink and Gyu shows up at the party. Poppy paints Tora's nails and drops her shoe that Tora then puts back on for her. Poppy and Tora go off to explore the cave after the thuglets are back from taking care of the roofiers. That's <laughs> roofier. <laughs> um, they come across the angel statue and the... Ugh, Tied. I know words are hard. Today. And they look at the oath of the fallen that Torah explains um, that the one on the statue is a marketing gimmick. <sighs> okay, <laughs> Torah and Poppy sit by the aquarium and talk and hit on each other under the influence of alcohol. Torah questions Poppy about being hammered, and then they kiss a lot. I have that in all caps. But then Poppy um, dumps a proverbial bucket of water on them when she asks that this doesn't change their relationship. Tora is hurt and shuts down after Poppy's comment. She explains herself a bit and Tora seems to understand. He tells her the frog in a pan story and she immediately equates it to their relationship. She asks Tora to put his ring on, that's on a necklace, on her. While Tora thinks about being around Poppy, makes him feel like his heart's going to burst. Um, Poppy recognizes Gyu as the new apartment security guard. Some thuglets tell Poppy that Tora is gay. Poppy thinks about Tora trying to put the necklace on her, and while Poppy is smiling at the picture she took of Tora trying to put the necklace on her, she looks up at Tora, and he looks at her with their sign for a kiss, but all the thuglets blush harder than their alcohol blush because they think Poppy confirmed Tora being gay. Tora gives Poppy a piggyback ride, and she tells him everyone is calling him gay and that Erdine said something else that we don't get to see. We see Poppy... Ask Quincy about her brooch, who's calling Ben, who is trying to get the value of the brooch eva evaluated. Let me just repeat myself there. It's fine. It's all fine. Then we see Goliath running from three men in a forest slash jungle before he jumps from a cliff with a briefcase. <gasps> <In season. laughs> Episode 59. Poppy has gotten turned down for a waitressing job, and it's the fourth job she's applied to. Her job... 
doesn't earn her enough money, so she's looking for a second one. Ben and Poppy meet for a meal and a few blocks over from Aries Street, which Poppy mentions that she's not supposed to be near. Ben apologizes, but then continues to judge Poppy based on how she appears, but she thinks about how she's done the same thing to Erdine. Ben smacks his bowl to the side when he sees a cockroach on his sweater, and it spills on a stranger. We jump to Tora beating someone in pool. He wins a good bit of money, but hands it back to the loser, telling him to keep it, and the loser wonders if Tora got laid. And the grease ball is back. If we remember, the green-haired grease ball mm-hmm. is who had soup spilled on him. <laughs> the shopkeepers stay out of the altercation. Poppy runs to Tora, telling him to, to run, but he doesn't, and he tells her to stand her ground. Poppy asks how many people are behind her, and we flash back to dinner with Ben. Poppy reaches in her bag, um, and one of the guys grabs her. Greaseball suggests that Poppy clean his pants, but she has a sneaky response. Then Poppy grabs uh, the cockroach, and then they run, and Ben leaves her to get help. (laughs) Uh, The barf, yes. I'm impressed you did that in, like, four minutes. (sighs) So we've got... 11 minutes to talk about it. I know. It. <laughs> we are going to try and limit ourselves to one episode this time. Or like one, one Spotify one episode. One hour. Yes. One hour total. Okay. Because as we do, we talk so much. But there's so much here to talk about. Lily Dusk is queen of jamming so much yes. information in there without it feeling like so much information. Because mm-hmm. especially in these episodes, reading yeah. back through... I don't know if I was just so happy it was back and I was reading it super fast, but there is, I feel like so much that I did not catch Same that when I've been reading back through, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I haven't noticed it until I'm taking the notes for it. And I'm like having to write down my thoughts and I'm like, Oh, all the deeper Mm -hmm. meaning here. Cause at first I'm like, why did this happen? And I'm like, Oh, and I think, I think when it, because I have a feeling we'll be close to caught up, I but think not so. quite there. So I think as they update, I'm mm-hmm. going to be working on taking notes at the same time. Yeah. So it's less stressful. Agreed. Because <laughs> when it comes time to taking notes, notes on 15 MPL episodes in a, a week is a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I could have worked on it earlier, but it's holiday time. Everybody's busy. Yeah. We have grace on ourselves. Yes. So yes. to these five episodes. Episode 56. So I love back. So we're back at um where they're at the party. And, yes, um, in the, the fallen. They are flirting at the bar. I love how chill he's standing there while mm-hmm. she's painting his nails. Like he oh, has he no worries care. about the thuglets seeing her painting. Well, they his already nails. think he's gay, so yeah. it's like it doesn't even matter. <laughs> we're already there. He said, "Oh, I thought you said it was clear." <laughs> But Dora, 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 the explorer. They did go exploring the caves. They did. And I had so many, that's what she said, jokes from that. Well, it's like you were reading the consolidated summary and you're like, they were going to go explore the caves. And I was like, I contained myself though. Tora. Not Dora, although Dora could wear black nail polish if she wanted. But Tora pulls off the black nail polish. He does. Very few people, I feel like, can mm-hmm. just like casually pull that off, but but he can. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't. It just adds to the tough guy. Like, it does. Yeah. I wear all black, and I'll beat you up. <laughs> Even if he hadn't already been wearing all black. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. his outfit? Can we just mention again? Um, Looks very yes. nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then 
Thank you and the thuglets watching. Well, thuglet. Mm-hmm. Watching Tora and Poppy be cute is so cute. I know. And they were just like... <laughs> I thought it was gay. <laughs> but they're so firmly convinced that he is. Which, which is, is even so funnier. funny. Seeing how he dotes on her, like... Oh, I would never in a million years guess that he would be gay. Just from, no. like, how he interacts with Poppy, I'd be like, oh, he's, like, head he's over like heels. He's, like, smitten with yeah. her. That's not just, like, a, a girl and a male gay friend. Like, no, that is a... I love That is you. not best friend vibes. Oh, no. That is a... Ooh. Want to be in your pants vibes. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I wasn't going to say it. This is why we're best friends. <laughs> oh. I'm glad that when I don't want to say something out loud, you say it. And when you don't want to say something out loud, I say it. <laughs> we just even each other out. It works out. But... I loved so, when they caught Erdine and Pinky. Yes, I was like, they're making so out cute. on the couch. Yes, and they were cute. It wasn't like a... Just like a, it didn't feel like a one night stand hookup the way that they were acting around each other. Mm-hmm. They were being like real snuggly. This wasn't yes. like, a, I'm going to tear your clothes off. We need to head out mm-hmm. here. Like, that now. was like a, we can sit here and I'll lean my head on and her I'll shoulder. Just talk about life with you. And it's just, oh, it's so cute. I know. But then we get to the Oath of the Fallen where I was tongue tied and could not yes. talk into the summary. So here's something that I had not thought about. Until this time around. Because mm-hmm. the first time I read that, I was like, I don't understand. Because normally when you see a plaque or a mm-hmm. quote is made a big deal, it's some point of the plot. Whether it's a webtoon or a book or yeah. something like that. So yeah. the first time reading through, I was like, I don't, this sounds stupid. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Well, it's because I'd missed things <laughs> and because I'd missed different parts I earlier. I loved it the first time through, so, but this time through, I, I loved it even more. This is the thing. After realize after I realized about the rats, because mm. I missed that the first time I oh, read. Yeah. So that was one yeah. of the things I missed. After realizing about those rats that Taurus spread around, I mm-hmm. think the Oath of the Fallen has more to it because it almost sounds like what Torah is doing. Plus mm. he said that's a gimmick. Yeah. And to me when he said that's a gimmick, it made it sound like there's a real oath. Yeah. That's the fake one that we let oh, the public that's think interesting. about. So I was like, huh, that's interesting that he said well that's a gimmick yeah but he made it sound like it was serious so what's the real oath so if that's a gimmick is there a real oath what is it (laughs) i loved the line of protectors of the ones who have slipped beneath the cracks Mm -hmm. and i I feel like what tor is doing oh my gosh yeah like because the thuglets i feel like are the guys that would not have made it in the bothuman organization that torah took under his wing Mm mm-hmm and he works them hard and makes sure they're fit. And yeah, they're in the mafia and he doesn't yeah. like hold them back from that reality. But he is but their he big bro. Care- yeah. Genuinely. He is the big bro. He yeah. cares for them. He's not going to treat them like how Vincent treated him. Mm-hmm. And his internal thoughts in this episode too. Because oh most gosh, of the yeah. episode was his internal thoughts and not mm-hmm. hers. Which I love when, when yes. that happens. Yeah. But... They broke my heart the way he was thinking yes. about it. And as it gets into the next one with the frog in the pan thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we want to just go ahead and go to episode We can 57? jump. If you don't have anything else, we can. Nothing that is uh, meaningful enough to um, hold us up. Okay. <laughs> From time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. So, because um, I was like, oh, yeah, we have blah, blah, much time left. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the frog in the pan thing. Yeah. 
So Poppy equated it with their relationship, but I think it's how Tora feels about his life in the mafia. Oh, I said that I think that the frog in the pot is literally everything. Like each one of them mm. individually is a frog in their own pot. That oh, relationship yeah. is a frog in a pot. Like everything about a frog in the this pot. whole thing, yeah, is in its own separate way. And the fact that you can throw all that meaning in what there is, that life? is beautiful. Yeah, is life the frog in the pot. Yes, <laughs> everything is a frog in a pot. We are and frogs, I hate frogs in pots, in a bigger pot, in a bigger pot. I'm terrified of frogs. You can be a cute frog. <laughs> I could not come up with another amphibian. I could be one of those neon frogs. You could be a lobster. So I may I die in the pot, but I'm going to kill your meal. <laughs> you could be a lobster. <laughs> I think they do that for those two. Um, but the first thing the that I noticed about this episode... Yeah. So they're making out, mm-hmm. and the moment Poppy said, "Hold on," yes. he like zoomed back to give her yes. space. Him but then, as soon as she was like, "No, like, I'm uh, fine," yeah, she, he was like right back there, and I was mm-hmm. like, he, he was like, "As long so as you're okay with it, with I'm consent. going to be in your space." Yes, yeah, I but love it. He also isn't really hurt, mm-hmm. other than her being like, "This doesn't change our relationship," and I'm like, "Poppy, no, no." But also. She had to do it for herself. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that she explained and that mm-hmm. he wasn't, like, caught up in his own feelings enough that he wasn't actually listening to what she had to say. Because once she explained everything, he was on board again. Like, he yeah. understood. And, and so I he may have been, like, about them. a little sad. but Yeah, but he, that's why he knows, like, there's still a chance. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I need recovery so time. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I also had the... Um, I had a note that said, Poppy, no, you like him. And then in parentheses, the Mushu voice from Mulan. He's like, you like him. <laughs> oh, oh, there's just so much tension throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the last comment I have with this one is the part with Brian spilling, spilling the beans, quote unquote, Dang about Brian. him being gay. I was like. <laughs> well, because I had forgotten that that's who it was because Brian yeah. later on in like episode I don't remember what episode. It's yeah. later. He's like, dang, Brian. Or Brian. Which, whenever we find out what Erdine said and all that, it's like the yeah. next section, I think. He's like, dang, Brian. <laughs> it's always Brian. Brian. Uh. <laughs> Specifically Brian with an I-A-N instead of a Y. Oh, oh, I was about to say. My, so my cousin's name is Brian, and it's an I, and so I kind of forget that there's another way I to spell it. I have an uncle named Brian, and his is a Y. Oh. Oh yeah, I think my father-in-law is over. They're probably talking. Oh, you know that makes sense because your voice husband's carries. not that loud. <laughs> yeah, he's loud. Yeah, and he mumbles. It's fine. <laughs> Season <laughs> one finale next episode. I Yay. remember when I read this, I was like, I don't understand I what just know. happened at the this end. This was such an intense season oh my finale. Gosh, yes, and it was so oh. well done. Yes, I. One of my last comments um, is that I felt like this ending read like a tv show like yes. a tv show finale or even like an intro mm-hmm. when you're like starting a new one mm-hmm. it was so because well it rounded done. off a lot of things that we had questions about yes it, it really tied every single part of everything mm-hmm. together and so you aren't ever like oh well that was just a, a throwaway and that's why it's hard to explain out because like when i was so um what um so Poppy was asking Quincy. Mm-hmm. So she was in person with Quincy. Quincy yeah. was on the phone with Ben asking mm-hmm. about it. 
And that's yeah. when we jumped to Ben, and then Ben's there getting the value of it. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to see it go that way, and that's how she yes. looped it. The transition was so smooth. Mm-hmm. The only transition you really transition transition you can't really do smooth is jumping to Goliath because there's no way to connect him with anything that's happening at that point. Does kind of relate to it because he's looking at. Benjamin's trying to pawn this brooch that's her family heirloom and they live in Moonbright. And then that's the last place we saw Quincy, or not Quincy, Goliath. So that was Moonbright? Well, that's where he disappeared from, so I don't mm-hmm. quite know. And it seems like it's very wooded there. We both well, had Moonbright a question. Is rural. Yeah, we both had in our notes, like, we have no idea whether this is a jungle or a forest yeah. or <laughs> where the heck this is. Um. Going back a little bit, I love oh, the yeah, I necklace chain symbolism. Mm-hmm. I think the first time through, I was like, there's symbolism here, but I don't understand what it is. And this time through, I, I caught it, and she actually lays it out very clearly. I was a little embarrassed I didn't catch it the first time. <laughs> With the idea that um, <clears throat> Poppy says that uh, she still wants to keep the necklace, even though it's broken, because even though the form is broken, the essence is still the same. Mm-hmm. And that's such a symbolism of, like, Torah. Yeah, but even, like, Torah specifically, like, he's a very broken man, but who he is, like, inside is not. And she would never throw him away just because of the thing that's happened in his life. And even, like, with her life, too, she's very broken inside Mm -hmm. over things, and she's never going to give up. And I was like, oh, this is so good. My first note for this episode was Poppy knows good and well that Torah ain't gay oh i know i was like a gun lol nice this is where whenever i mentions every i mentions you mentions i can't talk today anytime i mention anything now where people are like kiss kiss fall in love i'm like kiss kiss i I did not understand why she did it yeah i didn't know why she did that for a long time but then i think that's a cold is that a cultural thing or it makes me wonder if he almost has a tad bit of a lisp i don't know Although it's never really been noted before. You know, maybe this can be the first time someone DMs us and lets us know if there is a way to know, like, why she does kith kith instead of kiss kiss. We don't know. Maybe she was just remembering it a little funky in her alcohol-addled brain, too. Well, every time it's mentioned, any time she says kiss, it's always kith. Yeah. Isn't that just now, like after the... Well, it's like in any of the, the memories when she was a kid and she was watching that TV show and her dad comes home and he's like, do your homework. And she's like, no, they're about to kiss. Oh. And I was like, huh. I missed that one. It it happens pretty frequently throughout, which is uh, why I think maybe it's one intentional, will come up again. I don't know. Because I, I missed that. Yeah. And then <laughs> I cracked up at poor Damien. He's got to go to training. <laughs> yeah. Training first thing Monday. <laughs> Um, I loved how Poppy is reflecting at what love, what love should actually mm-hmm. look like. And it's such a great setup for the growth and expectations for them individually and together on what mm-hmm. they should be expecting out of life and relationships. Mm-hmm. And that was so good. So it's all good. so good. And then we came to why is Goliath running and who is it from? All of the cliffhangers. Also, oh he my had gosh. a big old briefcase, so that notebook is not the only no, thing. No, I, I honestly and think that... And there's papers that, were floating everywhere. Yeah, so I my theory at the end of this season, especially with the second read-through, is that the notebook is not actually out there. I think one page fell out of his briefcase and just got mixed in with Poppy's papers. I don't think she ever 
But she did have a she notebook. She did have a black notebook. But I think that... It, I don't think it had anything. I don't know. I don't think that she ever had the majority of any type of notebook. Um, that's my theory, at least. Because mm. he has the giant briefcase, and there's papers flying out of it everywhere. Yeah. I also want to know so much about, like, this brooch being a family heirloom. We get into that more a little mm-hmm. bit in the second season, but I want to yeah. know more about that. Um, and then what... Uh, Erdine had told Poppy that causes Tor to trip down the street. I wanted to know that so <laughs> oh, bad. Oh yeah, there, that I remember there's like there's so the much I wanted to know. The whole time we were waiting for and this to come back. And then we get to it. I was like, because I had forgotten all of that. And then we get to it. And I was like, no wonder mm-hmm. he tripped. <laughs> oh my gosh, we still have two more episodes left, and we're yeah, already. we gotta do okay, um, pretty quick. Okay, season two. This began May 2021. I put that. So there was in a there. five month wait because it mm-hmm. hit the last episode and was, it was Christmas. Like December, yeah. It was December 25th to May 21st. Yes. Um, so, my top comment... my I didn't no, have top a top comment, comment on the episode. My first comment when I was ta- thinking about yeah. this was, why did the bus not stop when someone was waiting for it? I know, right? <laughs> maybe that's just an American thing that bus drivers care Or maybe because more. she wasn't under the... She maybe. was outside of the awning and she wasn't underneath it. So, maybe you have to be under it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't take public transportation because it takes too long in our area. Yeah, in our area, yeah. <laughs> it's, we're, we're just not where it's very efficient. No. Um, I love that Ben was really honest with Poppy about mm-hmm. why he needed money. I don't think he's told anyone else this full yeah. situation before, but he did with her, and I loved that. But I was still annoyed at that, though he knows she's broke. He's mm-hmm. still, like, making this up, these upper-class yeah. judgments. And I'm like, okay, listen. <laughs> You realize she's broke. Mm-hmm. She just didn't grow up on the street. That's literally yeah. the only difference between their level of broke. I wonder if that's just like kind of him being a teenager too, though. He's just Could be. being a little poop. A little brat. Yeah. I mean, his mom does call him a brat a good bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lovingly. justified sometimes. Lovingly, but. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can tell that his mom really does care for him. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Let's see. The f- I thought it was so cool, too, how the food cart owner during this whole situation was wishing that mm-hmm. Frank, old Alice's boy, still ran the area um, mm-hmm. with Tora and that, um, that he wishes that Frank and Tora were there to just handle the situation mm-hmm. because they're the only ones that cared about people in the area. Because they said, which one, the cop yeah. or the kid? And they said, both. both. I was yeah. like... That was so fascinating. So was Frank still in the clan while he was a cop? I don't know. I mean, we get into this a little bit much later, kind of current on like what happened with Frank. We're finally starting to learn some Mm -hmm. of that in current episodes, uh, or as current as we are. um, Yeah. I also thought it was interesting that the guy that, Tora was playing in pool mm-hmm. was the game hall owner. Yeah. Now, I didn't realize it the first time. That's just like a side note thing. Um and I just I just thought that was interesting that he's the one playing him, but that mm. they used to run that area that he Yeah, he was worked, in there like, too. Yeah, because he was yeah. like, I've been playing pool with him since before you guys were even born. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's like that's that's interesting because he really looks grew older up in this area, being than, raised yeah. by these people. Like mm-hmm. when he's not with the Balthumans, he's being raised by these shop owners mm-hmm. who genuinely care. Yeah, which is a whole different side and perspective to see of him. 
I mean, it's that whole it takes a village thing. And it really did. And I think that's the only reason why he's not yeah. completely screwed up. And then I had my last note was he mm-hmm. he was smoking. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always smoking hot, but he was smoking <laughs> a cigarette. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> but he was smoking a cigarette at the end. I was like, oh, because we know that's his telltale sign for he's mm-hmm. real stressed. Yeah. Um, But he put his cigarette out the moment that she showed up. Then he realized it was her. But that's interesting. I don't know if he... Well, it's like he did, and he a, lit another one. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. so I was about mm-hmm. to say, because he was holding one like kind of near her face. Before. Yeah, so he put that one out when yeah. she showed up. Um, And when he said... We're into episode 60 now, because yes. we're having to finish up real fast. Um, When he said, stand your ground, I'm right here. I was like, that's so high. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to fan myself. <laughs> Well, I love that he's telling but her he's to stand up for herself. he's got confidence in her, yeah. too. I was like... But that he'll also protect her. Yeah. So it's like, you she be confident. She doesn't have to be worried. And I'm right here with like, you. No. Tora! Oh my God, this is why we love this comic. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. And then I, I really liked how it showed how the street vendors are really stuck. Mm-hmm. Because they're just trying to be able to live their lives, too. Yeah. Because the cops would have shut them down probably quicker than they would have shut down because the little gangbanger stuff. Because that's something they can something. actually do something yeah. about. There's only so much they can do for any of the clan stuff in the area. Yeah. Even if they're newbies. Yeah. That have velvet suits. Why oh, would you God, get a velvet suit? It's just disgusting. He looked like the Joker with that hair he and the did. velvet suit. I wonder if that was intentional. It may be. It probably was. He's a grease ball and disgusting. Yeah. I do love that she reused that character, though. It... And it's that intentionality between, like, we saw him earlier. We didn't know what the meaning was, but he's mm-hmm. finding this information. He sells the information. Now we see that he's kind of a, a leading his own little gang yeah. and how he's trying to move up in the world. And so I love that that character. And all he is is an unclaimed area. Oh, I know. And I love that he's he's come back, that we see this recurring mm-hmm. plot line. It's uh, so good. And then I think the last big thing from the episode that was really something to pay attention to is Poppy went from calling the cops immediately after Tora took that accidental picture of her to Mm -hmm. now she's like, I don't know if that's the best decision. Yeah. Because for one, she's concerned about his safety. Mm -hmm. But for another, she knows the cops are probably not going to be able to do anything Mm -hmm. with the people that are chasing her. Yeah. She's just going to get added to a stack of transgressions by different clans yeah Alrighty, episodes 61 through 65 poppy looks at a map and thinks about her options for a backup plan on where to run a drunk guy approaches poppy propositions her and then threatens her when she rejects him so she leaves the alleyway she's hiding in from the other bad guys and starts running again too many bad guys i know it's hard to keep track of them all um she goes to the game hall where tora was playing pool and sees him outside yelling at him to run ben shows up at his mom's workplace asking her to come outside out front uh to help him when the bad guys show up for him too we switch back to poppy who's trying to convince tora that they need to leave but tora just holds her hand and they stay and the bad guys start taunting them Poppy gets angry and blows up at them, saying that they should be scared of Tora if they knew who he was, not the other way around. But they don't recognize him, and Poppy tries to show them his tattoos, but Tora tells her that they don't mean anything, (laughs) and then invites her over to his place later. (laughs) The bad guys start heckling them again, and Poppy tells them to back off because she's under his protection. 
We switch back to Ben. <laughs> Caitlin's fanning herself over here. <laughs> it's so cute. It is. We switch back over to Ben, who is acting a lot more mature. And we see that Candy called the bouncers from the club to help them. They talk about how she got hit in the face really hard for asking to leave the club early um, to get down there to help Ben. Um, but that it's nice to meet Ben because his mom is so proud of him and talks about him all the time. Back to Tora and Poppy. Tora has Poppy backed up against a wall. <laughs> Caitlin's fanning herself again. Um, and there's a faint inner monologue memory from Frank about no matter how dark it gets inside, always remember to lead a leave a light on. I'm struggling with the words, too. It's okay, I did, too. I know. Uh, Tora leans his forehead against Poppy's, tells her that there's no plan but to play along. His hands are shaking, so she kisses him. Tora's fingernails are digging into his palms so hard he's broken the skin, but with Poppy's kiss, he stops, and the shaking also stops, and his cigarette drops to the ground. More fanning. <laughs> Tora ends up flipping the bad guys off and then pulls his hair aside while he's kissing <laughs> Poppy to show them his Balthiman tattoo. <laughs> Kaylin's just like, needs a constant fan. I just fan. need a fan. We just need to plug one I in. I need to one where like, you can snap it open. Oh, and I was that thinking can be like, like one of those little like battery operated. Sound like something else. after they see his tattoo because of its placement because it means that he's Ooh, placement. <laughs> oh I'm dying I don't oh. know ever listens to these <laughs> oh. okay. I'm crying I know I am too <laughs> okay the placement means that he's Balthuman elite and so they run away <laughs> Poppy that she did a good job and is very serious in asking if they hurt her. <laughs> Don't make like, all those people in the praise king. she has so much adrenaline and didn't know what to do um and that she should have let tora handle it but tora is inwardly glad that she didn't because he didn't have the self-control to poppy suddenly remembers ben and is really worried about him and calls him but it turns out that ben has actually gone to find poppy with his mom and saw her and tora together and he's confused but decides not to say anything <laughs> yes for his own well-being <laughs> and for his mother's <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> uh, her poor tora <laughs> Um, we find out more about how Candy was left with her ex's debts to pay off and that she's been saving money to try and pay it off. Uh, we go back to Poppy and Tora. The cops show up. Shooting begins and Tora gets them both to safety. Poppy says that she thoughts the cops... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> she thought the cops did not come to Aries Street, and Tora tells her that the only times they do are is when someone turns Ours in. Wins. I know. <laughs> when someone turns in one of their own, and those people are called numbered because their days are numbered. Poppy's day starts to catch up with her, and she runs to catch a cab. Tora chases after her, freaks out, and calls her to make sure she's safe. So sweet. I know. She remembers back to the party, which was apparently only last night, where Dean's told her that she saw Tora dancing in the office and that Tora used to be a professional billiards player. And Pinky said that she should, quote, get him to show her what he can do with that (laughs) stick sometimes, end quote. Tora is blushing. I realize you took as are we. Off. <laughs> I know, I was crying. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Tora is blushing. It's revealed that Poppy is a virgin, but Tora is not. And when Poppy asks to bite one of his blushing ears, Tora trips. Um, he, he finds a cab for Poppy that night before he does anything he regrets and sends her on home. Quincy got a text. Um, or no, Tora Quincy got a texted, text from yeah. Quincy asking him to come over and spend the night because he has an early morning appointment. And we see Tora curled up on the floor between the bed and the wall, wrapped in a blanket, remembering what Poppy told him. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, Quincy has stopped by the company, uh, the publishing company, early that next morning to have a meeting with Gil and is asking him to sign some documents. We get the feeling that something is going on between Gil and Quincy that's suspicious. Quincy leaves Don't the office. Be suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Gil is badumping and seems scared. That sounded kind of weird. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it today. <laughs> so many innuendos and awkward things. <laughs> oh man, my nose is running. Uh, and then we get a pretty evil interview. Better go catch it. <laughs> You're working on those mom jokes over there. Uh, <clears throat> oh, okay. Last last thing. We get a pretty evil inner monologue from Gil about how much he hates Poppy and he doesn't know what to do about Quincy. We just took seven and a half minutes to get through that. We have seven minutes to talk about it. Oh, no. Okay. 61. Let's go. Okay. I don't have many comments on this one. I don't either. It's basically Poppy's thoughts upon seeing Tora had me rolling. Like, yes. not that poor, sweet, innocent, oh, unguarded face. <laughs> and then Tora putting Poppy behind him. Swoon. Uh, yes. My comments were that I remember how hard it was reading through these as they were coming out because I wanted the plot line to move faster. Um, kind of like we were talking about mm-hmm. where I was reading through these so fast the first time that I wasn't catching a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff in the background. So reading back through them now, I'm appreciating the attention to detail so much more than I yes. did the first time. And I thought it was really cool to see Aries Street from Poppy's perspective for the first time mm. and how she says that it's the dark, angry, pain-filled energy that's the same energy Tora had when mm-hmm. she first met him. And this is showing so much growth for Tora that that's not where he's at anymore. Well, at least she knows him better, so that's not, like, if he came across some random person, they'd probably get that same sense, but she knows who he is Mm -hmm. past that aura, aura, however you say it, that he puts off. Yeah. But I really liked how she did the art where it went from being just kind of average lighting to everything was tinted red. Yeah. I love that, too. Which, they both look really good in red. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, But then, with... When we get to 62, mm-hmm. I really hated that Poppy, when she's thinking about 
she hopes that he considers her at least a friend. Yeah. That she values her friendship so lowly. Because oh, really, when it comes to it, that's all you really have to offer anyone. Yeah. Because you don't need to have to offer them, like, bundles of professional clothes for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to buy your friendship. Yeah. I mean, Erdine was doing that because she values her friendship. Yes. Not because she's trying to see, here's my value mm-hmm. to you as a friend. She was just like... I value you as a person. Yeah. I know you need clothes and I have some I don't want. And I love you enough that I want to give these to you. Rather than you have to go buy. Because I know you can't. Yeah. Also, some of them probably still have tags because she seems like the type to be like, (laughs) I like this. And then then she's like, Meh. Once you get it home. <laughs> I loved Tor's face whenever Poppy stood up for him. It was so mm. surprised and precious. He was, like, so feisty. Yeah, and he, like, straightens up a little bit because he starts seeing mm-hmm. himself, how she sees him. I think that was really good for his... When he has his inner monologuing. Mm-hmm. Because he's getting her honest thoughts. Yeah. About, like... I mean, granted, it is how she feels like people ought to view him because of his status mm-hmm. in the mafia. But, I mean, that's still got to be a point of pride for him. Like, you can't be, like, that big of a yeah a person that people can know you on site and be like, don't mess with him. Mm-hmm. And, and he like, relies on that later when he flashes his mm-hmm. tattoo and just flips them all off. And then they, they run. Well, yeah, because it's the... That's one of the things I noted is that it's not just a signal for both human it's both human elite yes i my notes for that aren't in this one i don't think but i'll go mm-hmm. ahead and talk about it yeah. then and the first time through especially at the beginning i didn't think much about the placement of it because in all these meetings that tour is going to everyone has it on their neck mm-hmm. and so and they talk about being like a brand and like a dog collar and everyone <clears throat> talks about it mm-hmm. um but it wasn't until we started to get to these later episodes where I'm like, oh, none of the thuglets have it on their neck. Mm-hmm. Or, like, realizing that, like, oh, they're saying that the neck is Balthuman Elite. So all these meetings have been all the elite members. Mm-hmm. And then I love to, especially once we see Quincy without a shirt on, for multiple reasons. But <laughs> I felt like I couldn't let one, that one go to waste. My nose is still running from laughing so hard. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we will probably come back to that laughter in a minute. <laughs> Um, the fact that he has a tattoo over his heart because mm-hmm. he's family mm-hmm. is my assumption. And then he has it on his right arm because he's the heir. So he's the right, right hand ah. guy. Um, at least that's my assumption. And so I never thought as much about how much placement mattered until we got to mm. these episodes. That's why his isn't on his neck. Yeah, because he's family. I think and also partially because he would pitch a fit. Oh yeah. But he would make it work. He Let's would. be real. He'd, He'd find, find a way, way to make it work. Yeah, he yeah. would. Even if he did like white ink. Mm, yeah, a little more subtle. I mean, he is pale. Oh, that'd be like he's not very that'd look tan. Like a scar. That yeah, but like it worse. might be the point. Honestly, Maybe. if it looked like a scar. Yeah. Um, but what was it? Oh, Poppy climbing Torah and calling him Big Bro cracked me up. <laughs> yes. But then him putting out his cigarette, mm-hmm. pulling out a cigarette, even while she was there, broke my heart. Because yeah. even though she's right there, normally her presence is enough to get mm-hmm. him to, like, drop his stressors. Yeah. He was so stressed with those guys being there, afraid mm-hmm. for her yeah. and what she would see him do, that he was still pulling out a cigarette. Yeah. Um, except for when, and I guess that's the next next episode or like the transition when yeah. she leans up to kiss him, and it as just soon drops. as she does, he drops it, and yeah. he's like, 
okay, she's fine. And that's when the shaking stops. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he's able to let go and stop, like, digging his nails into his palm. Mm-hmm. My my big note from that is um, my nails are too weak. Mm. I would not be able to clench my fist hard enough to draw blood. I don't know how I people do that. I could actually. My um, nails would bend and break. <laughs> my nails are strong enough that I and and actually long enough that I mm. think if I clenched my fist that hard, mm-hmm. it would. Because like when I get stressed, I do. I I clench my fists and I I rub my hands a lot. That's uh, I guess that's like my tail. Your tail. <laughs> um, but I think mine are strong enough that I could. Mine are not. Mine are also fake currently. Mm, true. I, I pretty know. much your only fake ever ones have. maybe could. <laughs> they got some they, points they on them. They fall off. Not fair. <laughs> they're they're like a week old. I gotta switch them out. Mm. Um, but then I love how physically close Tora and Poppy are, and how comfortable they are with it. Yeah, even with all these like bad yeah. guys around. Because you can tell she's not with him. She feels totally safe. Mm-hmm. But then that bad guy is all, like, one of them thugs is seriously projecting. Like, oh, is this yeah. about Jessica? Jessica again, was, like, man? also the most basic white girl name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jessica. Is this about her, man? You've got to live. You've got to <laughs> move on. two years. <laughs> two years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> um, um, the next... Um, my next, like, comments were all yeah. pretty much all caps. Mm-hmm. Because I like the way it showed the distance between them as he explains what number it is. Because even though they're standing yeah. right there, the perspective made it look like they were standing a lot further apart. And I thought that was really interesting how she drew that. Because neither one of them moved. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, it looked like they were, like, three, four foot apart. Yeah. But so then I said, the drunk now? flirting. Yes, okay. I think. 64, okay. I think, actually. Oh, okay. I may yeah, have skipped I mean, the 63. Last one. Most of 63 we kind of talked about Yeah, already. Candy was salty over Torah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then we talked about the tattoo thing. Yeah, that's why I was like, this feels like I had notes about this year. Okay, yeah, we yes. crisscrossed. 64, continue. But my comments were, because it's talking about, I guess, when they're, we finally see everything mm-hmm. from the night of the party. Yeah. Um, he says, the drunk flirting, Tora dancing the indie pop, him showing her what he can do with his stick, her asking to bite his ear, oh my and him gosh, stripping, yeah. him thinking about her as he falls asleep, everything. Oh, ah, so cute. Because the thing he thought about, <laughs> it's just the comment, because it's mm-hmm. something Pinky said that she was just repeating, oh, which she may have yeah. meant as hardcore flirting, and she probably did, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> with Quincy and who he was uh, with yep. because the episode ends and you see Thump and I was thinking okay maybe that's just his heartbeat you <laughs> oh, see it's no. not <laughs> Quincy was having a good time and next the door and pounds on the door and is like bleep it a bleep it a bleep 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 bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> I think it's kind of in 65 um, oh yeah it does that's like at the beginning them, yeah. yeah um my comment for like in 64 it's so sad to see him sleeping on the floor but so relatable thinking about just laying there and remembering the things your crush told you throughout the mm-hmm. day that could mean that they like you back and just it's like so cute oh uh, so much it, i don't know it's like not nostalgia because like i'm very happy with my place in life but it's like when you think back and you like remember memories and just like oh uh, yeah oh like i i get how that feels I don't know how else yeah. to describe. Well, it's that. like um, when 
when my husband was like, is it too soon? Is it too soon to say the L word? <laughs> and I like went to my friend's house and uh -huh. I was like, I need your boyfriend over here right now. I need a boy's brain. I need to understand what this means. What does it mean? Did you ask, is it my brother-in-law were you asking now? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, cause I think, I think he was already over at my best friend's house then. She, yeah, and he probably was. He probably was. He was and I was like, we need him there because I have questions. We need a boy brain. <laughs> I need a boy brain. I think that's literally what I said to her. Probably. And then, and then I get there and it's like, I don't know if I'm ready to say this. What does this mean? He's like, yeah. and you tell him you're not ready to say yeah. it, but it's fine if he does. That's hilarious that we both went to the same guy when we like had a boy question. Cause there was a point when, um, I don't know if I've ever actually talked to you about this. Probably not. We went through, me and my husband went through a little bit of a rough patch in our relationship a couple years in. And there was like a whole lot of external factors on like he was switching shifts at work. Mm. And so his like sleep schedule was totally off. I was really That'll busy. That'll do it for anyone. Oh yeah. And then like on top of that, I was really busy with like college classes and, um, this was not that long after my dad died too. And so mm -hmm. I was an emotional mess. And so it's like all these things came together and we were not communicating well or just like not much at all either because of, we just kept missing each other. Well, it helps that this boy brain is your husband's brother. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really thought that like he was mad at me because like he wasn't like calling me or anything. Mm -hmm. And so I called my brother-in-law and I was like, what do I do? Like, what's going on? I'm sure I put him in a very awkward situation because, yeah. like, it's his brother. <laughs> That's hilarious that we both went to him with our, we need well, a boy brain. I've never had really many close guy friends. Yeah. Until my friends got boyfriends and husbands. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I don't know. Because my brother would have been no help. Oh, yeah. It yeah. would have been like, I don't care, Caitlin. <laughs> Let me go back to playing Call of Duty. <laughs> don't bother so, me. So, plus, we also, I don't think, no, that would have been, yeah, that would have, that would have been, like, into my sophomore year of college. So, mm -hmm. my brother would have just been starting college. Yeah. Which means we were only just starting to get to the good part of a relationship because mm -hmm. we did not get along when we lived in the same yeah. house. So, he would have been like, I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, it's, that's funny. Yeah. Like help, <laughs> but rounding off sixty-five. Yes, 65. So, um, I said it was really rude to invite someone over and then be having a good time next door where they can hear you. Right? Like, that's real be like, just hey, Tora, just get here real early in the morning. I know, just wake up early. Yeah, you don't have to hear me. <laughs> but I think he may have known Quincy was gonna be having a good time because he was like, Probably. well, at least Quincy can just wake me up and I don't have to worry about setting an yeah. alarm. Like, the fact that he's comfortable enough to just, like, pound on the wall and be like... And bust his head through and be like, y'all quit. <laughs> but, so, in 65, I was like, I was I was wondering because I didn't remember. And mm -hmm. then it's later confirmed in the next section we get to. But he was antagonizing the men of the other clan that had all the rose tattoos. I didn't realize By kicking in... the cone. So, I didn't realize that was really intentional. I thought he just I got think it angry was. and, like, it accidentally... Well, I think it was a little bit of both. That he mm -hmm. was angry, he kicked the cone. Yeah. But when it landed near them, I think he saw a dual purpose. Mm -hmm. Because later in the next batch, we see his hand is wrapped. And... Well, that's from his fingernails in his hand. Oh, I thought it was from, like, his knuckles being busted. Oh, no, I thought that was from when he his nails broke the skin on his hand. Oh, uh, 
Yeah. I was I was thinking it was from because the way he looked at them out the corner of his eye, and mm-hmm. I was like, if that's a rival, they see that on his neck. Yeah. He sees that on their heads because I think all of their roses are tattooed on like mm-hmm. their skulls because like the shaved part of their head. Yeah. It's like I feel like that's he has he needs somewhere to put his anger because mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And he's just frustrated. Yeah. See, I thought the look he gave them was like, a, oh, crap, I really didn't mean to start anything. It like, may, have, uh, may have been both. I don't know. It's interesting, though, how we can both read the same thing and have, and, like, a yeah. totally different I mean, that process. may be the purpose, that it could be either way. Yeah, probably. Because I didn't even think about that could be for his palms. For cool. the nails and stuff. And then the color change oh, of yes. the panels. Yes. When Quincy talks with Jill makes the gill okay i think it is confirmed that it's gill okay because quincy (laughs) calls him his fishy little friend and i thought that that was was because of goldfish oh okay so i thought it was a play on his name and the fact that he was suspicious but it could be all three (laughs) because lily does just that good (laughs) we can call him jill though he doesn't deserve the name gill gill um but I thought it was because it made it made it feel more threatening because we're so used yes. to the color change with Tora mm-hmm. when he's in a situation that's more threatening. Yeah. Um, and then I noticed that later with this next section mm-hmm. with the vignette with Poppy, mm-hmm. which we can get to then because we are out of we are time. Way out of time. <laughs> okay, episode sixty six. 270. Like, I didn't just say that. I had to turn the page to see the number. It's fine. Okay. 66. Quincy and Tora talk about how suspicious J- Jill Gil is. Don't and Tora already... <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Tora already has a fully prepared file. We find out Gil is likely linked to clan business, not by human, and the notebook. Back with Poppy, we see her frustrated with not being able to focus. Gil comes up to Poppy and thanks her for getting the lamb no you go deal. Um... Gil chats with everyone as he leaves the office. Poppy thinks about how she feels distance from everyone, from Erdine and Jacob, and wonders if it's from yesterday, though she doesn't realize it's likely from Gil. We see Gil as he thinks over his last conversation with his, we assume, wife. Back with Gil in 67, we see his wife telling him she wishes she had reported him when she could so she didn't have to deal with the debt collectors, and this is all in a flashback. Poppy calls all medical facilities in Moonbright and her granny isn't in any so she calls jewelry jewelry is a butthole (laughs) so poppy hangs up on him after giving him a burn poppy goes back into the office to tell jacob and erdine that she's leaving for Moonbright to see her granny erdine worries about not going with poppy to Moonbright and asks jacob if they can trust him before she can say anything tora busts in the office wanting to know where poppy is Erdine tells Tora and Quincy where Poppy went, and Tora takes off after her. Jacob asks if Tora and Quincy have anything to do with the secret that she mentioned. Quincy takes Erdine and Jacob to a small restaurant-slash-cafe and explains that what he can to them. Um, then we jump over to Poppy that's on the train where she's annoyed that she doesn't have cell reception to tell Tora what's happened. Poppy thinks about how jewelry made her feel guilty when she shouldn't feel that way. She also thinks about... How good of a guy Tora is and that he's helping grow her confidence. Tora shows up in Moonbright looking like a snack. (laughs) Quincy is talking with Erdine and Jacob about keeping his identity a secret. Quincy insists Erdine and Jacob don't get involved, that Tora can handle protecting Poppy. Back with Poppy, we find out her grandma used her maiden name at the hospital. Poppy chats with her granny 
And what did I write? <laughs> she just has a strange Oh, wrist. and she mystery sleuths that Granny was trying to guilt Poppy into staying in Moonbright. Granny wonders if it's time to let Poppy know. No, what? No. And Tora is looking for Poppy, but finds out he had her Moonbright address wrong. Poppy wanders around town trying to find out what to do for the night, and she remembers her scooter and picks it up from the mechanic. While Poppy is pushing her scooter to the gas station, Jewelry finds her and is a butthole. Again. <laughs> Tora calls Quincy to tell him her address was wrong, and he's still looking for her. Jewelry keeps spouting cruel nonsense, and then we see Tora's car pull up near where they are arguing. Ooh. Da, da, da. Luckily, my comments are a lot short on this. It way. took three minutes. I know. Better than our seven minute. I know. <laughs> I feel like by the time we get to the end of our episodes, I have so many less comments because I'm like, tired. these are so many so episodes. Tired. Um, but we only have two more 15 episode that's episodes. That's so crazy to think about. We power through. We like seriously power through. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I don't know that I would. I mean... I would love to be able to go through Laura Olympus on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to do it's this type of thing so again. Yeah. I think the most we could do is like 10 episodes at once yeah. if we're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. If we choose to do Laura Olympus mm-hmm. too, just because also so many people have yeah. covered that one that I feel like if we went with repetitive. another one, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Just know we, we do love Laura Olympus, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of it out already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So with episode 66, um, you, I know Slimy you, fish boy is oh right. Golly, yeah. Um, uh, Sorry, I interrupted no, your train of thought. It's just, it's my brain today. Um, so you, I remember you specifically saying in your consolidated summary that Gil has connections with a different clan. But I That's remember, what it seemed like. Yeah, so I had this big question of like, is it connections with their clan or a different one? Because later on, it seems like he has some connections with the Balthumans. I assumed it was a different clan because they just said clan related. Mm-hmm. Because that could be any clans That's in true. general. And I feel like Quincy would know... He may not know what he's exactly involved in, but if he was yeah. involved with the Bath humans, I would think he would know. But, I mean, do you remember the part that I'm talking about in current time with this? No. Oh, we will we will discuss after this is over. Because <laughs> that's a big old spoiler. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't remember. It's fine. But, then again, I haven't reread... I haven't ever reread other than when we've been doing this and yeah. I've realized how nice it is to reread. It is really nice to reread. I think so. I mostly remember it because of other podcasts discussing it mm. after the fact. Um, cause I thought they had some really good points. I'll probably think of, I'll probably know what you're talking about once we talk about it. Probably. But yeah. anyway, moving Anyways, on. <laughs> um, and definitely I have a comment here about like, trust your instincts, Poppy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're finally feeling a little suspicious about Gil. It's yes. legit. And this is Pay where attention. the vin- vignettes come in, mm-hmm. and I feel like her thing of being a veil is such a good description, because I feel like yeah. it's not just in dangerous situations, and maybe, like, it's the disassociative thing. Well, I thought she was times, just having a panic attack. It could be that, too. Yeah. Because it took her a second to kind of snap out of it. Mm-hmm. But I know, like, there are times when I felt almost like it's a veil, but also, like, you've put, like, something, like, a pillow over your mm-hmm. ears, and you can't quite hear everything. Everything feels, like, muted. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, that's how I feel before I pass out. Mm-hmm. 
maybe it's like a disassociative maybe. thing. Yeah, I don't, I know. don't know. But I felt like a veil was a really good description, good description of it. Yeah. Um, if we want to jump to sixty-seven, yeah, we can do that. Okay. That's so stressful to be in a situation like that with her granny and mm-hmm. hearing about it from her ex that she can't really trust because it really does seem like he's lying at mm-hmm. first and then not being able to get in contact with anyone. Um, and I feel so bad that she did have to call jewelry, but I'm so, so yeah. proud of her for sticking up yes. for herself and telling him to shove it where the sun doesn't shine because she's grown so much. Hell doesn't much. have an incinerator for human I waste. loved that. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I feel like, too, the beginning of 67, when we're seeing the rest of that scene with Gil, mm-hmm. I think that's where we get the foreboding feeling yeah. that he's going to do something really bad. Mm-hmm. And then, especially when Toro, like, busts up in there at mm-hmm. the very end, it feels like... Like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, I love that in all the comments on this one. It felt like we go from, like, a, a 6 on the panic scale to, like, an 11. 11, yeah. Yeah. Because if Tora's panicking, we we're are all panicking. <laughs> Everybody in it's like that Inside Out meme where everybody's running around in the, um... Have you seen Inside Out? I have, but it's been a really long time. So there's time. a clip, and I think they show a clip of, like, the inside of a teenage boy's brain. And you it's know, like, everything's surprised. on fire. And they're like, she looked at us! And everything's on fire, and they're running around like, alert, alert, what do we do? I feel like that's us when Torah panics. Yes. That's, that's the most everything's accurate description. fire! <laughs> yes. I um, love it. But I like, too, that the vignette wasn't just a one-episode thing. Mm-hmm. That it be- It's kind a consistent of, theme throughout the whole comic. Yeah, I love it, it kind of becomes, like, Poppy's color change. Mm-hmm. Like, for Tora, things get kind of yellow. And Gil, like, it's kind of like that greenish mm-hmm. Like, the greenish, almost yeah. sick feeling. Yes, that's the perfect way to describe it. And that. then Poppy, it's like the vignette, like, things mm-hmm. narrow down, and it yeah. feels like that veil. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's... Everybody kind of has their own stress indicator in these. Yeah. But even in the ones, because it happens in later, in the next few episodes with Quincy talking with um, Erdine and Mm -hmm. Jacob, the vignette comes back to then, and it's like when there's, you can sense the distance, like people Mm -hmm. aren't fully comprehending, even though they're trying to, but it feels like there's this gauzy veil in between yeah. that makes things a little hazier than it does make sense. Yeah. And so, so if we want to talk about, you know, them being in the restaurant, mm-hmm. then um, I remember thinking the first time through this whole time that the bad thing here was jewelry, that it all came back to there was something mm-hmm. up with jewelry Yeah, um, that everyone's freaking out about. Uh, but I'm glad that there is clarification that jewelry is not the main concern. And I'm actually really agreeing with Jacob, but really, I'm agreeing with Jacob in a lot of these that I feel like Poppy does need to know what's going on um, Mm -hmm. and that she needs to grow and deal with jewelry on her own one day, even though I think in the next episode... It doesn't hurt to have someone there to back you up. Yeah. But let her be the forefront. Yeah. I'm so big on communication, though, that even if I was, like, in a panicking state of mind, I still want to know what's going on mm-hmm. um, because then I can prepare for it. Because if I'm already panicked and stressed about things and then something else happens that other people knew about that I didn't, then it's, like, ratchets it up even more. Well, that does come back. Mm-hmm. Not spoiler, but halfway spoiler. That does come up in yeah. later episodes. Yeah, before the mid-season finale, and it and it does have a, a bad effect. Mm-hmm. Communication is so good, and so I. 
for once, and I'm agreeing with Jacob here. I think Jacob's really on point on mm-hmm. how they should be handling some of this. And I think everyone else is kind of underestimating Poppy and her maturity level on mm-hmm. how much she can handle. I love Jacob hiding under his desk. I know, that's how's the earth like yeah. going? <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. He paused his panic to take a dig at Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take the moments when you got them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have much from episode 68, except I for... I actually had a few more. Tora in a turtleneck! I know. <laughs> um, my other thoughts were that I really liked that Poppy invited Tora to come with her. Yeah. And told him exactly what's going on, even if she did lose service. And like even current. if he didn't get the message, he'll yeah. get it after she gets service back. Yeah, and so I loved that she knew him well enough, and she can tell the difference between Jewelry and Tora yes. enough to know that... Like, he, she can ask and feel comfortable to, like, ask him to come. And he would. And, yeah, whoo, like, Professor Tora. Mm. Yes. And that address thing was really confusing the first mm-hmm. time through. Yeah. I remember being very confused like, about the situation. there. Yeah. I just thought someone screwed up. And I just, I think it adds to the theories that Poppy is connected mm-hmm. somehow to... Mafia, because Moonbright yeah. is a clan-neutral territory. Yes, but we don't find that out until later. Oh, and then yeah. another thing we don't find out until later, we're just giving a couple, not big spoilers. I don't think these are really spoilers. No. They're just like Easter eggs later. Is that Poppy's dad was a software engineer. Oh, I didn't even remember that. Oh, yeah. So this is when they're like, this isn't too far in advance. She's like back at the house and she taught, and the neighbors stopped by. Uh, and she talked about how the neighbors oh, worked yeah. with her dad at a software company. And her dad was a software engineer. He could totally have the means to, like, hack around and change an address if yeah. he was good enough. I would like to do, like, a little PSA here, though. People have a huge misconception about programming and, like, computer science and all that. As a programmer, not everyone's a hacker. <laughs> There's very little hacking I personally can do. If it's on a website, I can probably hack it. If it's not on a website, if it's just software out there, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, like, PSA, it is not all the same thing. So, please don't just assume we're all, like, these, like, crazy hackers. You, like, actually have to do specific training to learn how to do or it. Or teach it is yourself. A, yeah, yeah, it's an entirely different software engineering engineering field. Like, you, mm-hmm. that is your job if you're actually doing that for, like, a legitimate living. And if you're doing it as an illegitimate, like, means of gaining <laughs> wealth, or like, not. that is your job. Anyways, people, I don't know, it just, it makes me angry, because I see in books, all this is, like, my little soapbox now. I see in books all the time, you have, like, this programmer, and they're just able to hack the government. I'm like, that's not a thing that, like, everyone knows how to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so if you're an author, so make sure you explain that out. Yeah, please do, because that's like a whole different specialization. If it's not on a website, I can't do it. And I've been <laughs> doing this for five plus years now. Like, <laughs> anyways, off the soapbox. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're almost done on. anyways. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I cracked up at them saying, Kim's not that common of a name. I know. It is here. <laughs> like, it must be wherever... This takes place. I guess so, yeah. It seemed like, yeah, a very common name to me, I was me like, <laughs> I know so many people named Kim. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then all of this for a sprained wrist. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it shows how I feel like mm, everybody yes, in Poppy's life, to an extent, manipulates her, whether yes. it's for their personal gain, like yeah. jewelry, 
or whether it's for whether it's um, like well intended like granny. yeah or whether it's for like granny mm-hmm. or her friends or Erdine that thinks they're doing it in her best interest yeah and even Tora later on does mm-hmm. it a little bit but he doesn't do it as much he doesn't as do it else. with intentional trying to make her think something different yeah. he just for like with the job thing later he just forgot mm-hmm. to tell her yeah that's literally the whole and thing and then he was just kind of pranking her and then bit. he was a little bit embarrassed that they actually yeah, yeah. so we'll get to yeah. that yeah. when we get to those episodes but um before the part with granny i think that's a great point um like backing it up a little bit to when quincy and them are still in the Mm. cafe um there was a statement from quincy that i missed the first time around um that said should she sacrifice herself her integrity or someone else yeah it's never easy that Mm. felt like a very personal statement on behalf of quincy where he's like like internally struggling with that three yeah and he's had to weigh out each situation on Mm -hmm which one is going to hurt the least in this situation. That's very powerful. Um, mm, yeah. Anyways, I thought that was good enough to, like, back up for Quincy a minute. Quincy may act really, not flamboyant. Flamboyant's not the right it's word. It's funny, because I was thinking lighthearted. Was <laughs> Maybe lighthearted is the better yeah, word. He may act word. real lighthearted about stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think he takes it to heart but very deeply sometimes. he thinks deeper mm-hmm. than a lot of people perceive. And I think I Tor knows that, and that's why he gives him so much crap for acting yeah. like a, a, a fluffy. Yeah. Like, Phew! Yeah. Same sometimes with you. Because I he's like, like I know, yeah. It's like, I know that you think more than you're letting on. Yeah, you're a lot <laughs> smarter than you let on. Um, what else is it time to tell Poppy what is going on here? Yes. Oh, that was my reading. All caps. <laughs> mm, yeah. And then I liked um, Grandma's quote of I a little bleep bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how everyone hates jewelry. They're yeah. just like, he sucks. He just makes it easy to hate him. I know. Because um, everything he said... Well, I know I cheated, but don't you feel guilty for moving you on? You would have left me anyways. Oh, golly. Like, I just wanted to <clears throat> smack that little smirk off his my face. Comment, my only comment pretty much from 70 was, mm-hmm. I want to punt jewelry like the genie did to Jafar <laughs> and put him in a lamp in the Cave of Wonders I for a thousand yes, years. Yes, please do that. Yeah. I want you to, like, jump into the comic and do that. <laughs> um, I think my last comment is... Jewelry is so emotionally manipulative, it's really terrible, but it also makes me wonder where he learned it from. Because I feel like as we've gotten older... It's weird, I got a spam text. Are you here? No, I'm not. I don't know who you are. Yeah, don't don't answer that. Um, I'm going to report spam. Good luck! (laughs) As we've gotten older, I feel like we've both learned that people love others the way that they learned what love was Mm. and I think this kind of relates to an earlier conversation we had on a more personal level Um, but you know and and I learned that with my ex-boyfriend who was um, emotionally manipulative as well but it's like I stuck up for him a lot because of the fact that that's the only love he knew because that's the way his parents treated him. And so that's Mm -hmm. how he thought love was supposed to be. And so it's really hard to like be mad at someone when you're like, well, you're doing the best you can, even though it's not emotionally good for you. And so I'm so curious, where did jewelry learn this behavior? Mm -hmm. Like, is that the way his family loved him? And then I feel kind of bad for Jory. I still want to punch him in the face, but I, like, yeah. feel a little bad for him. I think to an extent, but, like, with him, 
it's like he's completely disregarding his own wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe so, that was how his parents raised him of like, you have done no wrong. You can do no wrong. Maybe. And maybe so, he was like the one that's the golden child. I, yeah, I bet he was. And so it, it kind of makes it hit on a different level too. It does. Fascinating. <laughs> Our teacups are very clink worthy, but we forgot to mention they are strawberry teacups. Yes, it we is. We use them just in honor of our MPL yeah. episode. They're so cute. They are cute. I'm kidding. I mean, it'll just be on my store. Well, our the Otis, the yeah. RT is steeping Instagram story. So by the time this is out, you won't be able to see it. It's fine. But if you follow <laughs> us like you should. Then you would know we're recording this episode right now. Yep, some we're going to put up a picture of our teacups. Yay. Because they're cute. They are. So thank you for <laughs> listening to us this week on Our Tea is Steeping as we talked about uh, Midnight Poppyland. And we hope that you join us next week for... Crankrats. I'm so glad you remember the order because we recorded them out of order and I never yeah. remember what's I just next. know Crankrats is the last one. Well, December has an extra one. Yeah. So Crankrats comes out the week leading up to Christmas. That's true. And then the Gil Codex comes out the week leading up to New Year's. Yeah. We didn't tell y'all Happy New Year's in that no. one. No. And I guess, the, I guess this is our official announcement on what the fifth... Well, no, I guess we've kind of already talked about it. The fifth week in December, um, since it's a fifth week episode, we're doing a special one specifically on the Guild Codex. It is awesome. Lots of fun. Um, but music is involved. Yes, but because there is music involved, it will only be posted to Spotify. Yep. Um, because that is Anchor, which is the thing we record on. That's their rule. Um, if it has music, it's only on Spotify. So we're giving you like two weeks' notice to go download Spotify if you're not listening off of Spotify, or if you're not going to, that's fine. Just know that like we didn't forget about you guys for a week, and um, yeah. Sorry you couldn't listen to it. But we hope you enjoy it. But you should listen to it. And we hope you have a good week. Okay, bye. bye.